First scripture reading today is from the eighth chapter of Amos. The prophet speaks and says this. This is what the Lord God showed me. A basket of summer fruit. He said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. And then the Lord said to me, the end has come upon my people, Israel. I will never again pass by them. The songs of the temple become wailings in that day. 
says the Lord. The dead bodies shall be many and cast, but in every place be silent. Hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain and the Sabbath so that we may offer wheat for sale? We will make an ephat small and the sheave great and the shekel great and the practice and practice deceit with false balances. Buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and selling the sweepings of wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Shall not the land tremble on this account and everyone mourn who lives in it and all of it rise like the Nile and be tossed about and sink again like the Nile of Egypt? On that day, says the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in its broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation, and I will bring sackcloth on all loins and and baldness on every head, and I will make it like the morning for an only son, and the end of it like a bitter day. The time is surely coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east, They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. Then this very short text, continuing on in our study of the 10th chapter of Luke, I remind you that the verses right before this are what we know as the story of the Good Samaritan. And in the story of the Good Samaritan, disciples are told to go and do. And in this story, it appears that disciples are told to sit and listen. A seemingly contradictory message for we who would seek to follow Jesus. But if we study farther, we might learn something else. From the 10th chapter of Luke. Now as they went on their way... Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She and her sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord... 
Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in one of those conferences once where you have to go around and introduce yourself and tell who you are and what you do and all those kinds of things, there was this woman once, and I wish Jane Chalky was here because she could imitate this woman very well, and I can't do it, but I will do my best to try. And she said, you know, I'm just a Martha. I just do everything in my church. I, I'm a deacon, and I, and I go and visit people, and I bake the communion bread, and, um, and I, I put out donuts for the coffee. I'm just a Martha. That's what I do. I'm just a little Martha, you know, and I can't really understand why Jesus didn't like that in that story, but that's who I am. <sighs> Those are the times when I go, yeah, America, nice to see you. Don't say another word. But you know, we have this idea from this story. It is probably, actually, as I look at it, one of the most misinterpreted. Sue, Sue Abraham, by the way. Put this robe on right after worship started so it'd be on by the time you got here. Thanks. Looking good. You don't have to wear your robes, but I do. This very misunderstood story, because what we think Jesus is saying here is don't be like Martha. And what's Martha doing? She's not doing anything wrong. She's serving. It's her home. She's honoring the ancient art of hospitality, which to the Jews with the Israelites is one of the most important things they do. It goes all the way back to Abraham when he had three men come and visit him. And that's where we get the notion of entertaining angels unawares because we think that those were probably angels that came to his tent. And he honored them by, some people actually think it was the Trinity that came to his tent, but he honored them by showing them great hospitality. And since then, there's always been this notion among the Israelites that we should be a hospitable people. And Martha is there living that out. Feeding Jesus, giving him all the best stuff. And yet it appears that Jesus chastises her. And why? Because her sister Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. Now understand that sitting at Jesus' feet was a key place to be because when you were a student of a teacher in that time, that's where you, that's where you were. You sat at the teacher's feet so that he could impart all the wisdom he had into you. And this is by far not the only example in the Bible or in teaching method of the time where a woman would sit at a man's feet to learn. So that can't be what Martha's got her shorts in a wad about. But she is upset. 
She is so upset that she breaks the hospitality code by getting her guest involved in the family fight. How about that? You ever been to a place like, you ever been to a place where somebody says, usually it's a a wife talking about her husband, and he says something snotty to her at the restaurant, and she'll turn to her friends and go, see what he does? See how he treats me? Some of you have looks on your face like, my God, I would never do that in my life. You are the nicest married couples I've ever known. That happens in your house. (laughs) I can tell from the look on your face. See what he does? And it gets really awkward because then you're in the middle of the argument. And Martha has put Jesus right in the middle of their argument. Because you know, before Mary went in and sat down at Jesus' feet, they were in the kitchen banging around pots and pans, and she was saying, you need to be doing this, and you need to be doing that. And Mary said, I'm going out here to sit at the teacher's feet. There are a couple of things that are important to know about this text before we just dismiss it as, service is good. Our service is bad, and contemplation is good. Activism is bad. Thinking and studying is good. Doing is bad. Being is good. First of all, in Luke, he always puts text Together, It's never fair if you're studying the Gospel of Luke to just take one story and pluck it out and use it as an example of what Luke meant. And here's, here's an example. And usually Luke does this as examples with men and women. But, for example, the woman with the lost coin is followed by the story of the prodigal son. So both stories are telling you something important. They're both reinforcing the message that God will follow you to the ends of the earth to find you. This story is doing a little bit of the opposite of that because it's showing us the balance between two stories. The one before this, the Good Samaritan, where Jesus says, go and do, and this one where Jesus says, Sit and listen. So if we just come away from this thinking it says sit and listen, we're missing it. We're missing Luke's total message. Because he always goes for balance. But there's more to it than that. Because Jesus does not say to Martha, Martha, you are wrong because you're serving me. He does not even say, Martha, you are wrong because you have entered me into this family fight that I don't want any part of. Jesus says, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Your attention's supposed to be right here and squirrel. 
You missed it. Y'all know these people. Y'all know these people. This is the person that teaches Sunday school and says, come on, let's get these little brats in here, tell them a story and get them out of here so that we can say we did it. These are the people in the choir who say, okay, I'll sing these notes. Now we're done. Let's go. Does it, none of you would ever do that. I mean, God love your souls. These are the people, and here's the best example I know from, from the church where I attend. Now, the church where I attend has four values, and one of them is service. But for them, service is service to the church itself. So when they ask you to serve, they ask you to be a greeter or an usher or count money or teach children in the Sunday school or those kinds of things. They don't ask you like, like we would here to go out into the community and serve. And one of the jobs that people have are to, they're essentially ushers, but they, have, they, they meet people at the door and they have them come in and sit down. And there's one guy who can seat more people than anybody else. He's really quick at it. I've watched what he does. He says, oh, you, you have two? Okay, come here and sit right there. Okay, bye. You, okay, now you have three? Okay, you, you're, right there is a good spot for you. Okay, and then, oh, mm. Seats all kinds of people doing that. But it's a very different attitude than the people who meet people at the door and say, hi, welcome to our church. We're glad you're here. How many do you have today? Oh, is that your child? I have a child about that age. Okay, come on, we'll find a place for you right over here. That's a good seat. See, Mary is, Martha is worried and distracted about many things. She has forgotten that the purpose behind what she is doing is to demonstrate the love of God. The reason hospitality is so important to the Jews is because it demonstrates the love of God. The reason we want people to come, children to come to our Sunday school is so they learn the love of God. The reason the choir sings is to express the love of God. The reason that we have ushers at the door is to welcome people, make them feel warm, let them know that they, they have a place here, and to demonstrate the love of God. Mar- Martha has gotten so caught up in doing the task that she's forgotten the purpose of it. It's very easy to do that in the church. Very easy. We have to have a meeting. Do you know how many books I've read about how people hate meetings? Do you know why people hate meetings? Because we forget what the purpose of the meeting is in the first place. We just focus on the task. And we know what the task is when we're asked to serve. Primarily to honor God. But if... Squirrel! We get distracted and worried about it. And forget that the reason we do it 
is to honor God, to show God's love. And to honor those around us. Then we miss the point. The better part is not about the actual task, whether we're doing or being. Whether it's activism or contemplation. service or prayer. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we remember that the underlying foundation of it all is to love God and love neighbor. So may we be a people rooted in the love of God. Amen.